Hello everybody and welcome back to part 2 of the Björk Medulla album review. This is the show where we break down albums like Björk's Medulla track by track giving thoughts and opinions on every single song. This is the Rockin' Beards podcast. It's a little bonus episode for the Björk album review series where I'm going through each and every one of her reviews on who am I? Well, my name is Holden Stefan Roy and I will be the guy talking about Björk's albums as I have been doing on all the other Björk album reviews so far on this channel. Um, enough keyword stuffing. We can just uh, get into the album review real quick. I went through the first six tracks plus the little intro bit in the first part. There are still, I believe, eight more songs for us to discuss in part two of this review. And without further ado, let's talk about Submarine. It's such a weird track. Like, there's like the voice thing that kind of sounds like an underwater gurgle going on. She's joined by Robert Wyatt on this one, and apparently there's also Neil Dorpsman, and there's uh, the that, and then there's multiple humming kind of sounds coming through. They kind of both sing and then cut each other off and do different parts. Is they they flow throughout this track, and it creates like it's it doesn't have a lot of lyrics, right? Um, but it has this crazy evolution where I, I don't know that I've heard a lot of songs like this. Uh, the first time I heard this, I can tell you, I was like, what the fuck is this? This is some weird ass shit. It's like throat music or something. Um, and then you really start to listen to it and you break down the different parts and it almost creates this beautiful harmony of the deep basses with Björk's version as she comes in with like this higher humming sounds that kind of complement it. And so on the one hand, it's like you have this unsettling undercurrent of like, I guess, horror with this topper layer of kind of nice beautiful relaxing sounds and it almost feels like there's like this underlying anxiety to it all i don't know i don't know what the song's really a hundred percent about however i do know that just listening to it the first time you might not really be able to appreciate what's actually happening on this song from like all the sounds flowing in and out as they are so if you're like me and this type of vocal track would just sound like a clusterfuck of weird the first few times you heard it like really take the time to focus on each and individual sound as it flows throughout the track and i bet you'll you'll be able to come to start to see how like interestingly this song is but the like but really like focus on how the different voices flow like in and out of each other to create like this almost anxious moving this song forward and, and if you look at the words after when will it be time to document do it now the submarine behavior do it now when time to return do it now do it now and there is this sense of urgency being conveyed um it's not really conveyed by the speed it's almost like the speed of how they sing it is slow and calm almost like it reflects the pace that people actually pursue the urgency in their life but the way it's being delivered builds this sense of urgency when you consider the words then the chorus is shake us out of a heavy deep sleep shake us now do it now do it now and then 
it sounds to me like maybe it's the environmental situation, maybe it's the political tension of the terrorist era of George W. Bush, maybe it's all of these different things put together. Maybe as a parent, she's now realizing that time is more precious than it was and that you don't have the same luxury to wait forever to go out there and accomplish anything that is important to you whether it's in my case making music and podcasts whether it may be in your case having kids or building that business or reading that book or even if it's something mundane like you know what was one for me for a long time replacing my wallet and when i finally replaced my wallet i felt like such a winner i'm not gonna lie it wasn't even like the craziest wallet swap but to check off on my list of stuff new wallet and i got it and i did it ah, such a nice feeling anyway I don't have a lot more to comment on this track. I thought it was pretty good, um, pretty interesting, but not my cup of tea. Back in that list of this is like an interesting art piece that I respect and admire how well made it is, while not necessarily feeling the highest sense of enjoyment. Like, I, re I don't know how to describe it. Like, as I talk about it, I'm excited because it's so fucking weird and cool. When I was listening to it, I was like, oh, snap, Bjork is a weirdo. 4.15, I am inspired by this more than I think I enjoy it. But don't get me wrong, I am inspired by how out there this is. Because it's like, again, every time I listen to one of her albums, I'm like, you can do that with music? Like, it's such a crazy experience. Anyway, next up has a music video that I found quite boring with like floaty uh elements and a fish and stuff it's called desired constellation i feel like there's like a, a synth or, or something used here maybe i'm wrong maybe it's just all like vocal samples that are morphed up and flipped around it feels different though than like the straight acapella um when i check the credits I'm, I'm seeing nothing other than than vocals and and i guess samples oh right no sorry it is based off of a sample of her on hidden place that got like flipped around and remorphed and then there was a whole story she told of olivier allery had done some work on her and then at the end of the day haha it's actually your voice and but i love the way that this beat kind of has this staticky tension to it below the whole track and as you're going through it it almost builds on the tension and anxiety that came from submarine as though there's something not okay there's something disconcerting going on in the world in the life and maybe it's just again because as a parent you might start to consider some of the bigger picture stuff i know for me as i hit my 30s um, I started caring a lot more about global politics and what's going on in the world and all the different things that actually impact me. Like I was never more politically aware for this current Canadian election that just passed. Um, I mean, you get this, this verse here where it's tricky. When you feel someone has done something on your behalf, oof, that's an interesting point too, right? And so I can imagine on a personal level, when friends think for you or speak for you or anything like that, mixed with the more surreal level or the more real level of like politics when you have entities that represent you as a icelandic person or a canadian person in my case or an american citizen for the u.s folk or whatnot um so you have this whole situation where it's difficult when you feel that way it's slippery when your sense of justice murmurs underneath and is asking you how am i going to make it right and then i feel like you get this little flip here um so when somebody kind of and then i kind of consider myself at work when i've been maybe asked to do things that i find less than fully morally ethical um and then you're put in a compromising position and 
basically your sense of justice, how you see the world is there, and you're frustrated with how things are, or especially with politics, when you look up at the world and you see a lot of the things, especially like, man, like I look at a Brexit situation as a Canadian and I'm like, that's some whack crap. Like, like how can I make it right? You know, I'm left with these thoughts, or I'm in Quebec, English, French tensions are kind of whack. How can I make it right? How can I is my question, right? But she's saying, how am I? Like, there's some problems. So maybe it's at a personal level. Somebody betrays your trust and you're stuck with this situation where they spoke on your behalf, they acted out of place. And now you're left with the situation. Like, how am I going right, to make it right? Like a friend of mine recently had a friend staying at his place for a couple of weeks and he got out of hand, got out of line, got disrespectful, had to kick him up. And you might ask, why did he have to? Because that in that moment, that was the only way to make it right. So, and then in the bigger picture, how do you make this relationship right? How do you make this friendship right over time? I like it. I like the way that she gets my brain going like this and ruminating about all these real life situations as you flow through it. Or anyway, with a palm full of stars, I throw them like dice on the table. I shake them like dice and throw them on the table repeatedly until the desired constellation appears. So here it almost feels like in her efforts to make things right in life, she keeps trying things. She has a palm full of stars, full of, I guess, maybe abilities, maybe potential. Because when I picture a star potential, is something that pops into my head. Or, I don't know, maybe I'm running with it. So then she rolls them like dice. And then the constellations are the results and how things are actually going to play out in time. And so you can see what you, I think you're supposed to take from this is that, yes, everything you do is going to be random. You have like no guarantees in life that anything you're going to do is actually going to work or be successful or be what you hope it's going to be. And it's going to be kind of random as you throw your dice. But if you keep doing it, inevitably, the desired constellation will appear. And then it's got this kind of questioning tone like she hasn't figured it out yet but she keeps faith in the fact that if she keeps trying things she will get to the point where she can um basically have what she wants out of life or find the solutions or whatever and i know she's got some serious activist life going on and she's done some seriously interesting stuff over the years nothing i can quote right now because none of it's fresh on my mind but i've looked into it and i really respect her and i really feel like she's somebody i i've come to admire in how she lives her life and whatnot i know she's part of the crew of people that make me care about the environment more since i've been reviewing your music i can't help but care more about things like fishies um anyway 4.5 on 5 this is such a beautifully interesting song with a great chorus and a great message behind it at least from my perspective on that note speaking of fishies the next song is called oceania this track comes with like absolutely amazing beatboxing from shlomo um i don't really know that i've heard this song before but apparently this is the track for the 2004 olympics i mean i'll be honest with y'all i was like 16 or so in high school and things like green day were more important to me than stuff like bjork in the olympics apparently it was nominated for the grammys like I don't remember Bjork being this big in my high school life. That's all I'm trying to say. Evidently, she was, but maybe it was just being in Canada. We were closed off from the world prior to the YouTube era. Either way, um, they asked Bjork to kind of create an ebony and ivory or we are the world kind of inclusive um, song. So Bjork said, maybe there's a better way 
to approach this because um you know what one thing all countries have in common we're all surrounded by oceans and then she got this song where it's like uh she takes on the perspective of the ocean is what i, I think is happening here anyway one breath away from mother oceania your nimble feet makes prints in my sands so you can almost picture like a little creature running through and oceania is like yeah nature loveliness and i don't mean to sound patronizing it's it's sometimes a little funny to me how far people can go into this animal life thing but i'm like right there if we're talking about aliens and spaceships and like space wars so it's not that different it's just really cute like if somebody said it to me i'd smile and call them cute um if you had done good yourselves since you you have done good yourselves since you left my wet embrace and crawled ashore and i think that's an evolution bar i think she's being like so all life starts in the ocean from an evolutionary perspective and then inevitably some ancestor of ours you know crawled on the land and developed legs and shit and so in a sense every boy is a snake is a lily and every pearl is a lynx as a girl because we all kind of from a long 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 ass term evolutionary perspective stem from the ocean together so instead of connecting um your typical thing like we're all the same people she's kind of correlating it back to we're all stemming from the same genetic imprint of nature from the oceans we all kind of come from that so that is something all the humanity has in common sweet like harmony made into flesh you dance by my side children sublime so in a sense um we are all the children of the ocean goddess lady that Bjork is personifying in this song. And if you are into the evolutionary side of things, that is kind of what's going on. And I'm like, that's super fascinating. Like, it is such a different take. Meanwhile, the music has this like, I don't know how to do the sound. Like, it's this underwater, what I would call mermaid fucking noises going on over this beatboxes. And it just feels like almost again Disney-esque in the sense, maybe it's just because of the little mermaid movie but i just picture being underwater and floating through the sea and also it's other creatures coming around and bubbles singing at me and whatnot and i'm just like this is not the first time i'm picturing being in the ocean another album i'm reviewing this very week will talk about going into the ocean however it's not quite so happy and inclusive as this one we'll discuss it when i get to that review um you can you can guess what album it is but um, it'll probably be out by the time you watch this um anyway uh then you get the second verse where it's like you show me continents i see islands you count the centuries i blink my eyes i'm like i guess oh i get what that's saying it's like oh from your perspective this continent is so very big but i'm the ocean that's just an island to me and you count your centuries and you keep track of time but i blink my eyes and a centuries goes by it's honestly very reminiscent of the idea of when god in the bible goes um a day or a day is a thousand years and a thousand years is a day in the eyes of the lord or whatever um hawks and sparrows race in my water stingrays are floating across the sky um so yeah stingrays are directly referenced on this other album and i thought it was crazy that there'd be two albums in the same week that mentioned stingrays um i don't know if they're stingrays but i know i went to the toronto zoo 
and or aquarium and they have ray things and they're like little freaking puppies and all the girls that were around me got to pet them and when i stuck my hand in the water they didn't want to let me pet them but they were still really cute and i wanted to pet the ray and i like rays now i'm a big fan they're cute as fuck and if i could have a pet ray i would have a pet ray but i don't have any kind of appropriate aquarium set up for rays in my apartment anyway across the sky little ones my sons and daughters you're sweet sweat is salty i am why i am why i am why i guess the ocean salty so our sweat is salty because of the ocean get it anyway i thought this was a fun little song it's a very different take on um i guess the kind of inclusion stuff i'm um, i don't remember watching the music video i know i watched it um i don't really remember it at all i saw it quickly in the little thumbnail Bjork looks like a fish lady um but eh, it didn't leave an impact on me is i guess what i can say i think this is a cool song though it's one of those ones where i'm like i don't know if it's like something i would go to my way to listen to as a person but like unlike the ones where i was let's say bored and maybe almost a little bit not into it i was really curious and into this track so it's like out of my scope of like what i would throw on but it's so weird in a fun and engaging way that i can see how this worked and how a lot of people could find themselves liking it because it combines so many different elements like disney meets hip-hop meets bjork anyway 4.35 on 5 is what i gave this track i'm quite happy i've heard this one and let's move on to the next song on the album sonnets slash unrealities pinov or no sorry pinov is one x and that's a street of montreal not relevant to anybody watching this xi is a love xi is 11 11. this is back on that uh choiry church music tip it's it's nice sounding um i find it better than the other one it it kind of is short it's two minutes long and she is sing basically singing the poem it may not always be so and i say by ee e. cummings so i think it's really interesting that like she takes this poetry these classics like that and almost uh repurposes it and then she just kind of sings out the words like it's completely relevant to her probably because it is but does it over this like icelandic choir in a very very like almost cliche churchy acapella feel um i never really heard this poem before and i came to realize um for all of my poetic lyrical analyses that i do i never read poetry like i just never do and i don't have a history of it either so i guess uh that's something i should get on on my poetry quest but i'm not that interested when there's all this great beautiful music to go through so still Bjork is forcing my hands to take a look at some ee e. cummings um it may not always be so and i say that if your lips which i have loved should touch another and your dear strong fingers clutch her heart as mine in time not far away if on another's face your sweet hair lay in such a silence as i know and that's an interesting uh idea that's being expressed there it's like you have your partner your person that you're with that you love and you, you enjoy the moment but it may not always be like that and if it turns out that we're all loving other people that's what i'm getting from this first part 
um, in such a silence as I know, or such great writhing words as uttering over much, stand helplessly before the spirit at bay. If this should be, I say, if this should be, you have my heart. Send me a little word that I may go unto her. Take her hand, saying, accept all happiness from me. Then I shall turn my face and hear one bird sing terribly afar on the lost lines. So in a sense, it's like, if it's going to be that you love that chick more than me, um, I'm going to go up and give her all the blessings in the world because your happiness is more important to me. And then I'm going to go and be miserable in the forest or something because I guess it's the ultimate form of love is the altruistic selflessness of letting your love embrace the love that's meant for them. And then you have to kind of deal with the consequences of it after. I mean, I'm certain there's a whole bunch of poetry analyses of this particular poem that is out there. I reviewed none of it before. This is just what I came up with when I listened to it. This is not my favorite, but I think it's nice and I think it's a cool way to repurpose the poem. It's just like a twisted little sad thing. And I guess um, to fit it into this album, I don't know. I feel like there was kind of a little sort of story arc going on with the baby stuff at the beginning and then now i've just flowed into kind of some randomness like we got frustrated maybe there's some frustrations in life going on and then it gets to this point where well it builds into almost maybe her lover or whatever is not in the happiest situation maybe there's some conflict in her relationship this week as this song was created uh, i don't really know sometimes the story arc thing is more in my head than actually existing when i do look for it and so i'm not going to go that deep here i think this is just an okay song and i give it a 4.25 on five so without further ado let's talk about ancestors there is a uh, a few things going on on this track so this one has a piano so it's i guess one of the rare moments of a clear instrument being used uh the way she describes it it was originally called piano two and it was meant to be like a piano experiment so as she's playing these sparse notes kind of spread out she has all sorts of different sounds coming in a lot of them are nice and, and beautiful and kind of like harmonious singing stuff and then on the other end she's got this arr, hey, arr, kind of growly sound going on and what i like about this song is it kind of sounds like a drug trip it sounds like all sorts of different emotions put together so on the one hand it's like life has this nice side to it that's really peaceful and super serene but again at the back end of it and playing the percussion role on this track is this growly this like monster that's coming in and at certain points the more nice parts of this song are taking in the lead and it's mostly beautiful but then at as you go on you can't get away from i guess the monsters or the scowly darkness that comes along with it and it is it is really just just really freaking weird and interesting to me like i don't know that there's a lot of clear narrative going on in this song it just like if you were to describe art project as song this is one of the candidates i would throw up to you where it feels like a song when you're done to four minutes of it and stuff you're not going like this isn't a song but you're also going what in the fuck was this at least the first time for me i was like this is fucking whack but as i listen to it more and more 
I started to see like this poetic element of how the highs uh, or the singy or beautiful or part represents those ups in life, something like the joys that are coming with it. And I guess a, a secondary theme on this album is how there's also there's this joy and this unity, but there's also this darkness. There's the pain on one side and the love on the other side, you know. So my joy on the left and the pain on my right is what I was trying to say. And in this song, I think it's really exemplified in the sense that. Um, you have on the one hand just that beautiful sounding stuff and then whatever um i don't know if there's anything else that i can really comment on this track it is a weird hybrid experience where it feels tribal so the name ancestors i guess makes me think back to before language before anything like this music according to one of the books i just read uh is one of the earliest ways people would have used to quote unquote get high and predates all sorts of things like fire so in a sense if you were to imagine what your ancestors music would have sounded like it probably would have been a harmonization of a lot of people creating mouth noises another thing um that it made me think of uh, no, I'll touch on that other thing a bit later on. So yeah, I'm going to give this one a 4.25. Again, I don't really know if this is a go-to in my life for like something I want to listen to on a regular. But from like uh, when you want some weird inspirational new shit that doesn't sound like a lot of other things, but it's also like really killing it, I would, I would highly recommend Ancestors as like this, this next level thing. Um, joining her also is Tanya Tagak. I don't know what part she did, but either way, great track in terms of what it is. Something's so fascinating. Anyway, let's move on then to the next song on this album, Mouth's Cradle. Um, this is another weird song um, with like gasping sounds at the beginning, and there's some synth that gets used in this track. So this one also kind of has a bit of a instrument use, but it's not like the predominant sound. There's still a lot of vocal work that goes into it, and it's pretty and crazy, right? If we stop and just take a second and consider that this is the twelfth track into this project, and she has essentially. Um, used all sorts of different ways to create an acapella experience acapella being without instrument just vocal sounds and yes we said pianos and synth here but that means 10 tracks in a row with literally like nothing but beatboxers and human trumpets and stuff and then we get to this point fine i can accept it it doesn't really break away from the concept of the album and this has like this crazy like flow as it builds up and it's like really fascinating it's a really full and rich track with a great little beat going on with it and i don't know man the beatboxing is again done by razel which has come to be one of the key parts of this album for me razel's beatboxing has almost instantly brought this song to another level anytime he's touched it and there's thankfully a few times he's been on this album um from a subject matter this is one of those ones where like i guess it's good for me to know about but i'm never gonna experience this shit so it's about breastfeeding that's what the internet has told me and i kind of get where they're coming from there is yet another one that follows me everywhere i go and supports me all right that sounds like a baby because it follows you around your child and it supports you emotionally etc gives you a purpose whatnot and this tooth is warmth like and these teeth are a ladder up to his mouth these teeth are a ladder that i walk and you can walk too much if you want if you want up to that mouth i guess that's a convoluted way of pointing out that that you 
like gotta get bit as it's happening or maybe she's just experiencing that like i don't know to me it sounds like the baby's coming on up and breastfeeding and she's just kind of singing about it and i, I know this is kind of awkward and i just don't know what to say to this um he always has a hope for me always sees me when nothing else and everyone have left the ghost is brighter than anyone and fulfills me with hope now that part i think is super interesting so when all is said and done and the moment's gone and the day is over and maybe you're sitting around and in a normal day like me i go home and then the night's over and i have to go to bed and you know maybe maybe you have a girlfriend or a partner and you're there but otherwise you basically go home and it's over and you're on your own again whereas bjerk's pointing out at all points um there's going to be this kid that needs you and gives you like almost a reason and and kind of after everyone's gone gives you that hope gives you that purpose makes you feel wanted because i think everybody always wants to feel wanted and so i guess breastfeeding uh gives you a feeling of usefulness in your life in moments where otherwise you would not have it and you can totally correlate that to other things uh, but like i mean and you can use these teeth as a ladder up to the most cradle and you can follow these notes i'm singing up to the most cradle the most cradle the simplicity of the ghost-like beast the purity of what it wants where it goes and it's pretty like natural and shit you know this base level baby wants to suck on breast and get nourishment and whatnot always love always love always loves you infrared love so I guess it's just kind of this nice loving ode of bonding with her child. For me, it didn't do like a whole lot on that front, but like it sounded really, really beautiful. Um, like you can feel how moved she feels by this whole experience. And I, I kind of on some level, I'll be honest, I'm a little bit jealous that this is not like something I can really do. But on the other hand, I suppose there's other things I can do that I get as a benefit of not doing that. I don't really know where I'm going with this. This sounds a 4.5. I know I may not have sounded like it from the way I broke down the lyrics, but it's also like I, I feel like I'm in very, very not comfortable territory of describing things when I can't ever live through it. But sonically, it was a crazy, overwhelming, like beautiful sound sense sound sensation of like you just feel her you feel almost the transformative nature of what's going on in her world and her emotional experiences i guess anyway that's enough about this one let's talk about another one whose name i'm gonna butcher Midvikudags. this is like another one of those ones that's like a whole bunch of where did I hit a whole bunch of different vocal sounds put together? Um, she has like doo doo doos and other percussiony sounds placed together, and she takes us through about a minute and twenty five seconds of this intense but hopeful experience. Um, I don't have a lot more to like comment on this one. I know it might feel like it's a little bit lazy, but from a descriptive point of view. I feel like we get the second half of the album has like a tensity. Uh, this one comes on with that tenseness that we saw in a few of the other ones, but also has like this hopeful happiness uh, to it. Um, other, I like the way she can beatbox it and kind of make it all flow in terms of what she's doing with the track. But I don't really have a whole lot more to say except that the title translates to Wednesday. And that's what this song is called. And I don't really, 
I don't really know. It's an alright track. I gave it a 4.35. As far as the acapella experiences and all of that goes, I think it is up there. I think it's truly cool, but it's just a similar emotion that I've been conveying. I don't feel anything new at this point with it, but I enjoyed it. So let's move on to the last song of the album proper, Triumph of a Heart. My girlfriend likes to tell me about how she birthed her cats out of her vagina and it was a mac a conception. She says it in a pun way where it says cat in the middle. And then I saw this music video where Bjork's dating Catman and he's a man and he, he plays like a wife beater at the beginning and she goes out and she parties in this music video and she has a whole bunch of time with her friends. And then there's this little like beatbox session in the middle and that was what I wanted to touch on a bit earlier. I said it way till later, but that reminded me of this experience I had in Israel where we were all in the desert and I was on the birthright group and uh there was like 40 of us and we went around this circle and everybody got us to like make noises and essentially um one by one we all contributed a sound to create our own little desert song and it reminded me a lot of how each person individually added their noise to create a fuller more beautiful song-like experience even if it was just a random scream from like the dude who grabbed his balls or um the more constant noises of maybe some of the more percussion and based sounds that were being added but just watching like 15 people culminate individual sounds into a harmonic experience of beauty is just something i've always been really impressed with and i like how the music video did and then bjork gets home and kisses the fucking cat and i'm like man this is just weird shit because that's how i picture it going down when my girlfriend talks about birthing cats out of herself naturally still that's what it is that was the weirdest music video but i can see how a lot of cat ladies would really appreciate the idea of this cat just waiting for them and i guess that's how a lot of women see their cats not maybe the kissing part but you know what i wouldn't i wouldn't be that surprised i guess is what i'm trying to say this has Razelle on it again, if I'm not mistaken. It also has Dokaka, and they both kind of play their various parts on the beatboxing, making this extremely full and interesting um, rhythm going on. You've got like this crazy beat. It's one of my favorite songs on the entire album. It just is so upbeat. You can't help but start moving when it kicks in. And it's got vocals like boom, 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 kind of mixed into it. It's got this cool set. It's like a, this is like my favorite, not my favorite song, but it's like right up there as one of my favorite songs on this project. It's definitely my favorite song on the second half of the album. Um, and then you got like the verse where it's like the nerves are sending shimmering signals all through my fingers. The veins support blood that gushes, gushes impulsively support towards. So it's interesting. It's almost like focusing on the senses and the biology of your body. And, you know, there's nerves and they send signals all through all your things. You've got veins that push blood through here. So in a sense, it boils down to is the triumph of the heart that gives all that gives all. So your heart pumping the blood through your body, but also from a more emotional corny thing is the, your child or your offspring or whatever it's the triumph of your heart the result of your love creating that little baby so it kind of manifests both from the biological point of view to maybe a more top level metaphorical point of view of the triumph of the heart um then you got the second verse where it's like the stubborn trunks of these legs of mine serve as pathways for my favorite fuel heading upwards towards my kidneys that celebrate i don't really know what the fuck she's talking about sounds like she's dancing and the dancing and the music and the moving comes off in a way that gives her an intoxicating feeling something similar 
um, to like alcohol or maybe she is talking about alcohol and now she can drink because the kid's out and so she's describing getting drunk and dancing maybe I don't know but she seemed to be really happy that she uh, mentioned kidneys on this song she had a whole little blurb about just the joy of mentioning kidneys and how exciting it was for her because of kidney energy um, then there's a little bridge smooth soft red velvety lungs are pushing a network of oxygen joyfully through a nose through a mouth all but all enjoys all enjoys and i really like how again it focuses on these base things like because of the heart moving the blood around the oxygen distribution and shit um it really just all plays out like that focusing on things that ultimately create the music in our life and that's kind of what I took from that. I thought it was beautiful. It was like this triumphant feel. It was a really great way to end the album. In the beat, I'm like 90% certain there's a meow. And then there's a cat in the video. But I'm pretty sure there's just like a meow, meow. Like the same meow repeating. I'm like, this is fucking crazy. This is such a weird song. Um, I gave this a 4.75 on 5. And uh, we're going to do something a little bit special for the bonus track that we will talk about real quick. But here's the thing. I forgot to review it. So I'm going to go listen to Comeo one time and give you like a fresh on the jump reaction to this. All right. Um, so this is like another little vocal instrumental thingy. For some reason, it's not on the Spotify album. I don't know why it's not there, but it reminds me a lot of Midvikudagas and the other one that was just kind of a bunch of random sounds for a couple minutes. Um, I like the way it kind of has in the background when she does it. Like there's like the main layer of vocals that come in, and then there's like kind of whatever else that fills it out. Then there's like the triumphant, ha ha, kind of like singy sound that comes in that, but it's subdued, like it's in the background, but just complements it. And then it kind of like fades everything down to this singular vocal track that kind of flows through at the end and kind of ends it on this nice little thing but again it's just like this little instrumental that doesn't give me a whole lot to work with and you know what i i think it's nice i think it works as a bonus track i think at this point i'm all random sound instrumental acapella out at the moment um, but as far as it goes, it's as good as any of the other ones. So I'll give it a 4.25 and that will bring us to the end of this album review. So I gave Bjork's Medulla a 4.445 on five. As far as Bjork album goes, I think this is my least favorite one I have enjoyed from a sonic perspective so far. However, that comes with a very big caveat. Um, a, I'm not a parent yet, and I think a couple of these songs would mean something more to me if I was. And B, um, I'm not into a lot of the acapella choices she made. Not because they're bad choices. Not because this album isn't as well made as other albums that she's done. Because I think if we talk about it from the objective perspective of compositional technicalities, the beauty of her voice, her ability to put all these sounds together in inventive ways to create new experience that don't sound like other things I've heard, on every front she is checking the box like a freaking champion. The other part of, I guess, listening to an album is, do I like it? 
How much do I actually enjoy about it? There's about four or five songs on this album I think are truly standout and divine and are as enjoyable for me to listen to as anything on any of the other projects. The rest of the album comes off very experimental to me in my North American point of view, but it is definitely something that feels like she's not trying to make a North American pop album. It feels like she's trying to make something interesting, something that is unlike things she has done before, which also means me as the listener, it's unlike things I'm used to listening to. So taking all that into consideration, I very much respect and admire it. In fact, I'm grateful to have listened to this album for just for the sake of hearing something so obscure and so weird based on my normal taste. It takes me out of my comfort zone and helps me appreciate music with a broader sense. So I'm saying it's my least favorite Bjork album from the perspective of the music I want to listen to for fun. But from the part where I respect her as an artist, this just makes me respect her even more and makes me even more excited to see what comes as I continue on my Bjork album review quest. And I'm not done. Don't expect another one before Christmas time. I'm probably not getting that done until December, but who knows? Maybe it just works out that in the next few weeks, I'm ready to go with another review. We'll see how it ends up happening, but I'm giving myself a couple months in terms of promising y'all. Um, so thank y'all for being here with me. I appreciate you checking out this project with me. Um, I appreciate you watching these reviews and giving me your thoughts and opinions. There's like three or four of you who seem to every time hit up the Bjork reviews. Y'all are my MVPs up on this one. So let me know in the comment sections what you thought of this, what you thought of this album, what it was like when you first heard it. If you're like me, is this not your favorite? Or are you the opposite and this is the shit to you? Um, so let me know in the comments subscribe to the channel for more reviews hit that like button if you do like this video and special thanks to the patrons Ismail Gadamsi, Chris Prado, Jonathan Barnes, DJ Black Hurricane, Lindell Williams and Connie Sparks they support what we do help us get a new camera help us get on Spotify Apple all the other podcasting stuff and they're gonna help us get a website up in order too because they're freaking awesome like that and thankfully money does rule a lot of things so getting some helps is all I'm saying I'm not trying to sound too biggie but it's just there's a lot of expensive shit in my near future um but if you do want to support us like that you totally get to request album reviews from us like they do and you can help us just achieve something greater and bigger than what it is right now because this channel is more than just myself even though nobody else wanted to go through all the beer albums with me that's okay i released an album myself musically i make hip-hop and i dropped that project on uh, october 16th and you can check it out on this channel or on spotify or on anything else links in the description and i look forward to hearing back from you and all that good stuff so on that note live long and prosper